Today is a special service. It's young people's service. And we are all young people. Hallelujah. The Lord will keep making us young in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I believe God has a word for someone today. And I know God also has a word for me. We shall be considering a topic called a word-based prayer life. A word-based prayer life. It's a wonderful topic. And God knows why we are considering this topic in a time like this. And it's also in alignment with our theme for the year. Which is living by every word of God. And today we are looking at the prayer aspect of it. The prayer aspect of it. And when I was meditating, and I was trying to ask God some questions. Why are we actually considering this topic today? One of the things the Lord told me was that the Lord said this is the right time to pray. And even pray more. Hallelujah. If you are very conversant with the happenings around. If you are very conversant with the things happening in the world today. You will agree with me that this is the best time for brethren to buckle up and start praying. Not just praying, praying even more. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Lord also said to me, he said a lot of Christians are living in ignorance. A lot of believers, they come to church on Sunday. They attend the midweek services. They do a whole lot of things for God, but they lack the knowledge of God. They lack the knowledge of God. They, they don't know God, but they come to God. So they come to church. So you can be coming to church and not know God. Hallelujah. That you're coming to church does not mean that you've known God. So a lot of people are living in ignorance. That is why the devil is harassing people. That is why the devil is victimizing Christians. Why? Because they don't know. The Bible says that, 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 that they perish because of what? Lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. So this morning the Lord is going to help us to understand certain things about him. And how we can approach him in the place of prayers. And how we can even pray. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bible to 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. That is our test. If you are there you can read. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. Praise God. First John 5 verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Hallelujah. See, now this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, that He will hear us. This is the confidence that we have in our Father. That whenever we pray, According to his will, that he will hear us. Our topic is a word-based prayer life. Two things are in this topic. One is word-based. The other one is what? Prayer life. So we're not just talking about having a prayer life. We're talking about a prayer life that is word-based. A prayer life that is in alignment with the word of God. So it is possible you have a prayer life. Maybe you wake up every morning and you pray for two hours. Hallelujah. Or you pray for 30 minutes. Or you pray for one hour. In the afternoon again, around 12, you are praying. In the evening, you are praying. It is possible that that is your life. That you pray every time. You have a prayer life. You have a wonderful prayer life. 
But what we are talking today is that having a prayer life alone it is not what enough. If your prayer is not in alignment with the word of God, you'll be praying amiss. Hallelujah. So if your prayer life is not according to the word of God, you'll be praying amiss. And your prayer will not be effective. And the Lord will not even answer your prayer. Because it is against the will of God. When we read said, this is the confidence that we have in him. That whenever we pray according to his will, that he will hear us. The will there is talking about the word of God. Hallelujah. That is where the will of God is. The will of God is embedded in the word of God. The will of, the will of God is enshrined in the word of God. So the, the amount of God's word you have in you will determine how effective your prayer will be. I don't know if you got that. The amount of the word of God that you have on your inside will determine how effective your prayer will be. So that you're praying and praying every day. It is not enough because you can be praying and miss. You can be doing the wrong prayers. And this morning God is going to help us to understand how to pray and get results. People are praying and they are not getting results. You may be in that position. You've been praying and asking God for something. You need to check your prayers. Hallelujah. You need to check how you're praying. You need to check if your prayer is according to the word of God. The word of God is everything. And all that you need in this life is wrapped up in God's word. Everything you need. The word of God is complete from Genesis to Revelation. Everything is there. That is why as a, a young person growing up, after I had an encounter with Jesus at the age of 14, I told myself I will study the word of God. Because there is no way I can know God if I don't study God's word. Hallelujah. And something that, that struck me then was what the Lord told me so many years ago. He said Christianity is driven by knowledge. Christianity is driven by knowledge. How far you will go as a child of God is a function of how much of God that you know. So if you know God haphazardly, that is, your Christianity will be a haphazard Christianity. So most of us, we don't know how to pray because we've not really studied how to pray. Because there's no way you will know how to pray until you study it. Praise God. So your prayer must be in, 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 according to the word of God. Anything outside that is wasting of time. Maybe the way you pray is that every morning when you want to pray, say, Holy Ghost fire, fire this person. Holy Ghost fire, 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 Holy Ghost fire. There is no, in fact, Holy Ghost fire is a good prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you need to study, you need to know how to pray. That was why the apostles, they came to Jesus and said, Father, Jesus, teach us. Teach us. There is a how to prayer. You can't just wake up and start praying. There is a how. And you need to know that how. That is what makes your prayer effective. And that is why a lot of people, a lot of Christians, that's why I said one of our major problems is ignorance. Christians, they, they go to prayer houses. I don't know if you are one of them here. You know, because you don't know who you are as a child of God. You don't know who the Lord has made you to be. 
You don't even know how to pray. Because if you know how to pray, you will not be looking for a man of God that will pray for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Having a prayer, is not, a prayer life is not enough. It is important that your prayer life becomes effective and powerful when it is based, backed, and supported by the word of God. That is what gives effect to your prayer. The word of God is what gives efficacy to your prayer. Is what gives efficacy to your prayers. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Therefore, anything that we do which is not in conformity with God's word is null and void. Including your prayer. Including your prayer. So we are looking at having a prayer life that is based on the word of God. When you are praying, there is a word of God attached to your prayer. And there is something about God. God is a God that has integrity over his word. He said, I honor my word even more than my name. So whenever you approach God in a place of prayer and you are reminding God of his word, there is no way God will not intervene. There is no way. Human beings can disappoint when they promise you something, but God cannot fail. God cannot disappoint. His words are yea and what? Amen. Whatever he says, that is what he's going to do. So you need to understand God from that light. He has integrity. He's not man. His words cannot fail. He cannot disappoint you. Until you understand that, you'll be praying amiss. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So there are a lot of things we shall be considering. I want us to read Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Verse 15. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Verses 15. If you are there, you can also read. A fool's walk wearies him. He does not know the way to town. Hallelujah. He said, the labor of fools wearies them. For they do not even know the way to the city. The labor of fools will get them. Why? They do not know. They do not know. They don't understand. They don't know how to get to the city. So we need to know how for us to get there. I don't know what your dreams are in life. Even as a young person. I don't know the things you are expecting from God. I don't know those things that you are asking God for. You need to know how to get those things in the place of prayer. See, so the labor of fools wariate them. Wariate them. Why? They do not know how to get to the city. They do not know how to get to the city. I, if, when I was meditating on this scripture, the Lord was telling me something. He said, if you, don't, if you are a fool, if you are a fool, for example, nobody is a fool here, praise God. Hallelujah. But a fool is that person that don't know how to do things. A fool is that person that wants to travel to, to Lagos. And he wants to trek from here to Lagos. Hallelujah. And when you are praying, the Lord told me, say, when you are praying and you are not praying according to the word of God, you are just like a fool. You are just like a fool. You, are just, you want to get something, but you are doing it the wrong way. And you cannot do something the wrong way and get the right results. Am I correct? It is not possible. You can't do something the wrong way and expect to get the right results. It's not done that way. But a wise person wants to travel to, to, to Lagos. He was okay, let me go and book airpiece. Within five, ten, uh, one hour, he's where? He's in Lagos. So when you pray according to the word of God, you are like that wise man that wants to go to a place and he knows how to get to that place. Praise God. 
So you need to understand how. It makes life easy for you when you pray according to the word of God. People are having prayer failure because they don't know God's word. They don't know God's word. If you know the word of God, your prayer will be smooth. It will be quick. It will be instant. You know, I, I remember a story somebody told me about some, some years ago. He said the son, the son is like, I think as a day, the son was about um, three years or so. So the boy came back from school one day and told the father, Daddy, um, I want to go and visit one of my friends, but I need a car. Hallelujah. Two, three years old boy telling the father, please, I need a car. Give me your car key. I want to go and visit my friend. Would the father answer that prayer? If you're a father and your child who is two years or three years comes to you and says, give me your car key. I want to go and visit a maker somewhere. Will you give your child that key? You will not. That is the same way some of us come to God and we are asking something that God cannot do for you. Hallelujah. So you need to know God. You need to understand God. When you know God, you will know what to ask Him. When you know God, you will know how to approach Him. When you know God, you know how to worship Him. When you know God, you, you will know how to honor Him. You know that God is not your age mate. You don't come to God casually. No, God is... You, you can't compare. So the knowledge of God is, is more than medical knowledge. It's more than intellectual knowledge. The knowledge of God is the greatest form of knowledge anybody can dream of. That is why it is important for you to know God. When you know God, you know how to pray. You just come to God and people are praying and worshipping God. You are just strolling around. You, you don't fear God. You don't know Him. If you know Him, there is a way you carry yourself in God's presence. Why? Because you know God. So the problem of Christianity today is knowledge problem. It's knowledge problem. I want us to understand that we need to seek God and understand God. We need to know Him. The, the, the ways of God are different from the ways of man. You can't know God with your, med, with, your, with your legal knowledge, for example, as a lawyer. You know, I want to follow God logically. It, it is not done. I will hit my head on the wall. I will have problems. So we need to understand how God works. It will help us a lot. It, 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 will, it, will, it, will, it will help Christians a lot in the world. Hallelujah. So there are prayers that God will never answer. I want, to, I want you to know it. There are some prayers God will not answer them. Why? Because they don't have any connection with his word. The word of God is everything. God has given us his word for a reason. For a purpose. For a purpose. And that purpose is for us to know him through his word. Prayer is communication. You, you, you know God from his word. Because you cannot really relate with someone you don't know. Am I correct? Am I correct? I want to hear your response. Am I correct? You can't relate with someone you don't know. You can't relate. You will try. You will be struggling. That relationship will, will be a, a, a relationship filled with struggles and stress. Because you don't understand him. Maybe you are, you are a husband and you, and, and you have a wife. You people don't understand each other. You know, you, 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 have, you don't know each other. You have problem in that relationship. That relationship will be a strained relationship. But when you know the person, it flows. Hallelujah. When you understand the person, it flows. You talk to the person, the person speaks back to you. you understand, the person may not even talk. 
Just a sign. You just know what the person is talking about. Hallelujah. That is what God wants us to do. God does want us to come to that level. That we will know him. When you come and kneel that one, you may not even say anything. You don't need to talk. You don't need to open your mouth and talk. You are just before him in silence and God is speaking to you. And God is talking to you. You don't need to talk to him. It's a level. It's a realm. It's a level of relationship. And God is inspiring us this morning to get to that level. That you are with him. You are not talking, but God is talking to you. It's a realm. You are no longer praying mechanically. Prayer is no longer a religious activity for you. So many of us, we struggle in the place of prayer because we see prayer as a religious stuff. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you see it as you know, one routine thing like that. No. Relationship with God fires up your prayer life. Relationship with God fires up your prayer life. That you are in the place of prayer, you don't feel like living. Have you been there before? When you are praying, you don't feel like stopping. I remember those days sometimes, you know, even when I was in Lagos, I, I would spend some time praying in the morning and I would be like, oh God, this is time for work. I wish you can just suspend the time for me a bit. Let me remain with you. God wants us to get to that level where you want to remain with him. Devotion is everything. The men of God you are seeing today doing mighty and wonderful things for God. It's not by works. It's not by works. They have a prayer life. I tell people that you are as powerful as how powerful your altar is. If your altar is weak, you will be a weak man. And the devil will mesmerize you. The devil will eat you up. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion looking for who to devour. Things are happening. So this is the best time for us to buckle up and sit with God in a place of prayer. For you arise your life, if it's somebody, in a place of prayers. That is what God is expecting from us. Relationship with Him. Where prayer will no longer be a walk. It will be an enjoyable thing. You are in the presence of God. You are just praying. You are just lifting up your hands and you are just worshipping Him. You are just enjoying your time. Before you know it, one hour has gone. You'll be wondering, what have I been doing? One hour, two hours, three hours. You are with God. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand that it's not a matter of how long you pray. Listen to that. It's not a function of how many hours you tarry. Those days in the university, you know, some of my friends, they'll say, hey, bro, CJ, how many hours did you tarry this morning? Hallelujah. You know, some of my nicest brothers say, how many hours? I say, bro, I did just one hour. Hey, you need, you need more work. You need prayers. Hallelujah. How can you just study for one hour? You know, when we are praying that we want, to, we want you to seek to come to the knowledge of God and you're just praying for one hour. Say, my brother, I tarried for three hours today. Hallelujah. You know, over zealous brothers, over zealous sisters. You know, God is expecting, it's not a matter of how, how it's not a matter of the quantity, it's the matter of the, the quality of your prayers. It's the, it's the quality, the quality determines the efficacy. And not the quantity. Hallelujah. You can be praying for three hours and you are praying amiss. And God is just watching you. And God is just like, what is this my child saying? What is he saying? So you cannot win your case before God. If your your case is not supported with the scriptures. Just as a lawyer, you are arguing in court. There is no authority backing your argument. It's just as simple as that. There There is no force backing what you are telling God. 
when you present your case before God and, and you present it in such a way that there are a lot of authorities of God's word, God will be handicapped. God will have no option than to grant that application. Hallelujah. He will just do it. Because you, you, you've gotten him everywhere. You've gotten him everywhere. You are telling him, Father, your word says, hey, your word says that by your stripes I am healed and you're sick. By your stripes. Bible says, your word says that nobody is permitted to be sick in Israel. You're reminding God of his word. I heard a story of recent of Kriflodola. Early this year, he went to the hospital and they told him he had cancer. People didn't know about it. He didn't complain. He didn't tell anybody. What did he do? He went to God in the place of prayers. With what? With the word of God. From the story I heard, he stayed in God's presence for three months. Three good months. He was with God. He was reminding God of his word. He was telling God, I cannot be sick. The issue of sickness was dealt with more than 2,000 years ago. What will I tell my, my congregation? How can I fall sick? Of all sickness is cancer. And he was reminding God. He was praying and talking to God. After three months, he went back to the hospital. The cancer ran away. Hallelujah. That is, that is the efficacy of what we are talking about. You don't just go, you don't just start complaining. Some of us, you know, you, you have just little malaria. You've called everybody in the whole world. Hallelujah. And you, you, you just be telling people that you're dying. When you not die, what will not happen? It's you that killed yourself. Hallelujah. You've killed yourself. That is the problem most of us are having. You'll be praying, Father, I want to be rich. Father, give me a job. Father, give me a job. And somebody will call your phone. There is no work anywhere. But you just finish praying, asking God to give you. Is it no contradiction? You, 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 are, you, are, you are killing yourself. You are not praying according to the word of God. You are expecting admission for, for, to university. And you are not carrying yourself like someone that wants to go to school. Every time I now forget within the now You know, you are contradicting the whole thing. The Bible says a man thinks in his heart. So he is he. The way you carry yourself matters a lot. If you want to be a doctor, behave like a doctor. You want to be a lawyer, act like a lawyer. Those days when I was in secondary school, I go to court just to observe proceedings. Why? Because I told myself I want to be a lawyer. You carry yourself that way. The, the force of nature will cause it to happen. You think towards that direction. So I'm talking to young people this morning. I'm also a young person. Whatever it is, God is able to do all things for us. In the name of Jesus. There is nothing God cannot do. There is nothing. There is nothing. The devil is not afraid of your fineness, your handsomeness, your beauty. Maybe you are, you are, you are, you are a beauty queen and you are just carrying yourself like one. The devil can deal with you. The devil can slap you front and back with your whole handsomeness and everything. The devil is not afraid of your money. Maybe you think you have so much money. You are, you are dangote. Devil is not, devil can, 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 can finish you up in a minute. What the devil is afraid of is your names. The devil is afraid of him. When, when you pray, power is being generated. 
The question is, how much of God's power do you generate when you pray? How much of God's power? What, what are the effects of your prayers? What are the results of your prayers? People are not interested in, in hearing excuses. People want to see what results. And one of the ways through which you can get results even as a child of God is by praying. Staying with God in the place of prayer. And praying according to the will of God. See, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That any time we pray, any time, that is the word of God. So the reason why some of your prayers are not being answered is probably you've not prayed according to the will of God. And one of the things that people don't know is they don't know the will of God. But the will of God is in the scripture. You're a young person. And one boy from nowhere wants to marry you. An unbeliever. Those days in school, one of our, one of our, our, our speakers used to call them unbe. And unbe somewhere. Will just come that he wants to marry you. And you are, you are still asking, is it the will of God? You want to go and pray. What are you praying about? It's because you don't know God. You don't know the word of God. If you know the word of God, you know the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It is not a, there is not, in fact, you are wasting your, there is no point wasting your time to pray. It's a simple thing. All that you need is in God's word. You are a mother, you are a child, you are, you are a father. And you have a son or a child that is misbehaving. Every time you'll be abusing him. You'll be cursing him. That is not what the word of God says. You, call, you go to God in the place of prayer and say, Father, your word says that the children that you have given unto me, they are for signs and for wonders. You prophesy to the life of that baby. You are a child of signs and wonders. You are a godly child. You cannot be behaving this way. This is not in your nature. Where did you get this character from? It's an ungodly character. You speak life into the child. And his life or her life will change. Hallelujah. So God wants us to pray according to his word. There is a word of God for every situation in life. Whatever you are facing, search for the word. Just search for the word. There is a word for it. You are believing God for a spouse. The Bible said something. That none of them shall lack their mates. It's in the Bible. You tell God. The word said none of us, nobody shall lack their mate. I cannot lack my mate. There is a a spouse for me somewhere. You pray the person into existence. Hallelujah. You can pray things into being. Hallelujah. Things that are not existing, you can cause them to exist in the place of prayers. There is a creative ability that comes with prayers. You can create things. I don't know the kind of world you want to see. You know, as a young person those days, we, we did different kinds of prayers. So many kind of prayers. I tell people that who you are today is as a result of the prayers you've been praying. I don't know what you're praying about. Those days in law school, as God may have it, I was the law school pastor. I, I gathered some of my friends together. We started praying for our marriage. Hallelujah. We started praying for our marriage. We started telling God, God, you, you have to do something about this. This area of our life is very important. And we don't want to miss it because if you miss it there, you've missed it in everything. If you miss it there, your ministry will, com- will crumble. It's like the, the most important aspect of your life. We kept on praying. I remember one brother then, his name is Brother Andrew. He'll be getting married on Saturday. He said something in one of our prayers. He said, Father, I refuse to marry a stupid wife. Hallelujah. That was his prayer. I refuse to marry. He will fall on, he will, he will lie on the floor. And say, Father, stupid wife is not my portion. That was when I now knew that it's possible there are some wives are actually stupid. 
Hallelujah. No wife here is stupid in the name of Jesus. But the, the young man was praying it out of God, we, we, I need you to do something in that area of my life. 90% of us who were in that group then are married. And God has blessed us with the most wonderful wives and husbands. Hallelujah. At least I'm a, I'm a testimony to it. Praise the name of the Lord. So let me tell you something. There is nothing. Go- Wherever you will be tomorrow, you can determine it today in the place of prayers. It is in the place of- let me tell you something. If you are not seeing 2017, that means you've not started praying. No. I have started seeing it. God has started revealing things to me. Why? Because I am I'm talking to him. I'm, I'm talking to him. Some of us have started seeing the five, five years ahead of us. Some of us have started saying it. I don't know what you are saying. Are you still in 2016? Are you still thinking of January 2016? Are you still thinking of what happened to you in February? Are you still thinking of how you were sick and nobody came and visited you? Are you still thinking of how you came to church and nobody greeted you? Are you still thinking of the other one is angry with me? Those things, you need to get out of that level. Hallelujah. We need to grow. We need to grow and pursue the real thing. So many of us are pursuing shadows and we are forgetting the substance. The substance is in God's word. The substance is God. Forget about these things that distract us. Young people, I'm telling you the truth. I'm still a young person. In the next 20, 30 years, I'm still young. Hallelujah. There are a lot of distractions. I'm a witness to it. A lot of distractions. It is easy to live as a Christian, as a young person, 20, 30 years ago, than to live as a Christian now, as a young person. That is the truth. The devil is fighting the young people. The devil is fighting. That's why we need to be praying. As a young person, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. The devil is after our knees. The devil wants to cripple us. Because once you cannot pray, you are like a crippled man. Once you cannot pray, you cannot move. If the devil can, can, can close your mouth, the devil has closed your destiny. It is the, this time is the right time to pray. And invest in your future. Don't change your future because of the things around. Forget about the distractions. Forget about it. We see a lot of things. Living a Christian life in a time like this is a sacrifice. And we must pay that price. We must pay that price. Why? Because of the glory that is ahead of us. The devil has foresight too. Hallelujah. The devil has foresight. Sometimes when the devil looks at you, the devil will see something in you. The devil sees too. That's why people go to native doctors and they will see and tell them something. The devil sees. The devil can look at you as a young girl. There is a future the devil is seeing in you. And the devil wants to terminate that future. And one of the ways the devil does it is that the devil will now bring people, people around you, destiny killers that will paint you like a fire. But it's not your portion in the name of Jesus. That is why you need to pray. You need to be close to God. You need to be close to God. I remember as a young boy in secondary school, I gave my life to Christ in secondary school. I just finished my Genesis 3. My mother saw something in me. If I'm walking and I'm walking with a girl, my mother will call me and flog me. Hallelujah. My mother will tell me, don't you know that you're a fine boy? You want these girls to destroy your life. You know, I will be angry. I will be like, why is she? Well, she there, there is something she has seen in me. And she doesn't want that thing to be destroyed. I remember those days in secondary school. 
I, 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 there, there was this girl, I, I, let me confess, I think I've told my wife before. Ha- hallelujah. There's this girl, I, I, I just liked her. You know, and so many of us in the class like the girl. But the girl out there in anybody, hallelujah. You know, she doesn't look at anyone. So one day we went for a, a, a competition and a debate competition. I did very well in that competition. This girl came to me for the first time. Say, wow, that was great. You know, let's take a picture. So they, we now took a picture and I cherished that picture. Hallelujah. I so much loved the picture. In fact, I came to the class and I was showing my classmates the picture. That finally she would snap the picture. I don't know where she is now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. But guess what happened? I went home. My mother saw that picture. I said, what? You took a picture with a girl and my mother tore the picture. Tore the picture. I felt bad. But what I'm trying to say is that she was protecting me. There is something she has seen in me that she wants to preserve. She, she doesn't want God to question her. You saw this thing in this young man and you allowed him to perish. And you allowed him to perish. It's a warning to us parents today. There is a destiny your child is carrying. Lives are tied to him as young as he is. Even if it's two years or three years, it doesn't matter. God has entrusted these kids to your hands. And on the last day, you shall give account on how you train them. You shall give account. God will ask you questions. God will ask you questions. And woe betide you that you are so negligent. You are so carefree that your tide became a useless tide. It will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So we need to know God. As a young person, invest your time in prayers. How far you will go in life is a function of how much you know of God. How close you are with Him. The greatest form of relationship is the relationship with God. That is the greatest form of relationship. I fail to, I cannot jeopardize it for anything. I cannot. I cannot sell it for anything. Somebody like Esau, he sold it. For what? For a plate of potage yam. Can you just imagine? Yeah, porridge yam. Por- not even fried rice. And chicken. You know, just porridge yam. He sold his bedrock. As a young person, you can change your future. That is the truth. You can change your future by this nonsense we see around us. So I'm encouraging us today through the spirit of the living God that we buckle up. The Bible says when men slept, when men did what slept, the enemy came and did what and so tired. When men slept, when men slept, I don't know how many of us that are sleeping. My generation is a generation of sleepers. We sleep a lot. We sleep a lot. And if I say woe to him that is at ease in Zion, many of us are at ease. Our fire is no longer burning. Our testimonies are the testimonies of the years ago. Testimonies of 10 years ago. Testimonies of 20 years ago. As I'm talking to you, I'm not the one speaking, I'm also talking to myself. We need to come back to God. Lukewarmness must die in the church. 
We are so lukewarm. We are so lackadaisical with the things of God. We are so nonchalant with God. And things are spoiling. All over the world. I have some friends that told me I cannot go to church again. I cannot. What are you people even doing in church? I come to church and we just come and go. There is no, there, there, there is nothing. That, the, the power is no longer there. The power is no longer there. What makes church church is the power of God. That's why Jesus said, I am the wisdom of God and the power of God. So we need to kill lukewarmness. We need to come back to our first love. And that is why prayer is very important. Because it is when you spend time with God that God will reveal things to you. When you spend time with God that God will tell you what to do and what not to do. Look at even as they say we are in recession now. I don't believe in recession. Because there is in the New Testament Jesus has dealt with it. Hallelujah. Jesus dealt with it. He said I wish above all things that all may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. He has dealt with it. So I don't believe in it. But for those that believe in it, God can speak to you on what to do in a time like this. In the book of Genesis, there was famine. In the time of Abraham, there was famine and God spoke to him because he had a relationship with God. God said to him, it is time for you to leave Israel and go to where? Go to Egypt. That was what God told him. But in the time of Isaac, there was also a famine. But God did not tell him to leave. God asked him to stay back in Israel. Stay back and sow. Stay back and sow. He dug a well. There was no rain at that point. There was no rain. But in the place of prayer, God told him to go and do what? To go and dig a well. That's the only source of water is no rain for. So in the place of prayer, God can reveal things to you. On what to do. What he will tell Mr. A to do may be different from what he will tell Mr. B to do. To Abraham he said go. To Isaac he said was stay. He said stay. So when you don't have a relationship with God, if everybody is going like this, you, you will join them. Hallelujah. So God is calling us today to come back to him. In the place of prayers. According to his word. According to his word. According to his word. Pray according to his word. There is the word of God for everything. A word of God for everything. A word of God for everything. Whatever it is, is wrapped up in God's word. You know, there are some things I, 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 I wrote here. I, I'm not even following the things I wrote because I know God is speaking to us in, in a different way this morning. And there is a purpose. There is a purpose for this. And the purpose for this. So if you are weak in the spirit, receive strength in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are weak. The Bible says that in your weakness, the strength of the Lord is, is what? Is made manifest. So there is a word of God for everything. Maybe you are weak. You are weak. You came back from work. You are so tired. You don't know what to do. Just listen to your spirit. God will drop a word. In your weakness, my strength is made manifest. And I something about God's word. It strengthens you know, when you're weak and God speaks to you, you just jump up. Hallelujah. Praise God. A man of God said the day he discovered, there was something he discovered in the scripture and that thing changed his whole life. Say so he was praying and God directed him to a part of the scripture. And he read it. He said immediately he read it. He screamed and shouted. People thought he had gone mad. 
He caught what? Rema. Hallelujah. In the place of prayers. He caught Rema. And that single thing has changed his life. The word, one word of God is enough. It's more than enough to change your story. Just one word. Just one word. Just one word. That's why I'm so glad I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this church where we are still preaching the word of God. Where we are still preaching what Jesus said we should do. Because the word of God is everything. It's, it's very powerful. There's nothing that the word of God cannot do. If it's not in the word of God, just count me out of it. So if you have the tool of God's word and you're praying according to the word of God, the devil will no longer be an issue for you. I don't, I don't always pray, I bind you, I, or the demons. I don't normally do all those prayers because I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm carrying the Holy Ghost in me. I am a light. And when I come into darkness, darkness will do what? Will disappear. I don't need to be chasing darkness away. Light don't need to, to chase darkness or use broom and No. Once light appears, darkness goes. It's a natural thing. I'm a light of God. So there are some prayers I don't waste my time praying. There are some prayers. For most of the times I just thank God. Thank God for this. Thank God for that. Thank God for this. Thank God for that. It's even more effective. Because God has done everything for us. Say all things are yours. Say God has given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Say every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places has been given to you. God has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So with that mindset, when I come to the place of prayer, I know how to pray. I know how to pray. I say, God, you've blessed me already. I'm a blessed side of God. I do not need anything. I live in prosperity. And the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know who I am. These things are in the word of God. They are in the word of God. And the more you say it, the more it becomes real in your life. The reality will start showing. The reality will start showing. Small, small. You'll be aligning yourself to what the word of God has said. The word of God works. It works. There is nothing that is as efficient and effective like the word of God. There is nothing like that. I face challenges in life. I know that I face challenges. And I come to God in the place of prayer and say, Father, do it. I know you've done it already. In the name of Jesus. I just go my way before I know what was happening. I'll start seeing the changes. I remember those days in the university. In my final year, I had a covenant with God. It's good to, keep, to have covenant with God though. It's good though. Because God is a covenant keeping God. He does not change. I had a covenant with God. Those days in school, we came in and I discovered that some of our, our nifest leaders, they spend their stray years in school. I have a brother here who is from Nifest Music. He will attest to that fact. They spend years. After graduation, their mates will go. They will remain because they did God's work. They did Nifest work or God's work in school. So when I came in, I said, God, I'm going to serve you in this school. I will serve you from my first day to the day I graduate. And I will not spend an extra year. I will not. I will not. So those days, I kept on praying it. In my final year, something happened. One day, we're writing exams. I'm, I'll share this testimony. We're writing exams and, and um, that particular paper, I was thinking the exam was 11.30. I didn't know the exam was 8 a.m. And it was final year. You know, once you fail final year, that is extra year, right? 
So I didn't know. So I was in my house early in the morning, around 7. I just finished doing my devotion. The Spirit of God said, go to school. I said, go to school. Around 11. How can I be going to school for exam that will start around 11 by, by 7? That will not. That will not. <laughs> Holy Spirit is so wonderful. He kept on telling me, go to school. So, I didn't even know when I started preparing for school. I went to school because my, in my head, there is no exam that morning. So, instead of me to go to the class where we write the exam, I went somewhere else to go and read. So, I was there reading. Exams have started. They started writing exams. I was just reading. Somebody just came to me and said, yeah, CJ, you are here. Your mates are writing exams, though. I said, exams that will start by 11. He said, no, that he knows what he's talking about. And exams have been good. And the exams started around, around 8 o'clock. I was like, it's not possible. He said, I should please start going. I now went to the exam hall. In fact, as I was getting to the hall, I saw one of my classmates coming out of the exam hall. He was done. I said, God, is this how all these prayers I've been praying will just go like that? I told the lecturer, sir, please, allow me in. He said, no, that the university rule is that once you are late, is it 30 minutes or so, that you cannot write the exam. And as I can see, that somebody is already out of the exam hall. That very soon the exam, I thought that they have less than 15 minutes to write the exam. Law exam. I kept on begging him. I told him, sir, I thought it's 11. He said, no. So after a while, somebody, a lecturer and I came and, and I know me and I said, what happened? And I, the lecturer and I said, are you sure you can write this exam within 15 minutes? I said, yes, that I can. He said, if we are collecting paper from other people, I will collect your own paper. I said, no problem. Just get me in. Immediately I entered the exam hall. They gave me my question paper. I started writing. I didn't know that number one was a compulsory question. It was bulky. You know how law questions is. They would just write stories, stories, stories. So I didn't bother to start reading the stories. I said to waste my time. Let me just go to other simpler questions and start answering. So I, le- I didn't know it was a compulsory question. And a compulsory question will have higher mark. So I, I, I left that one and I started you know, answering other questions. As I was answering those questions, I was still in my number two of the question. I was supposed to answer three. I just entered number two. They came and collected my paper. Tears just gushed out of my eyes. I said, God, I left. People were coming to console me. Don't worry. Don't worry. I just left. I went home. I locked my door. Nobody was around. I cried to God. I prayed. I was praying. I was telling God, you are a covenant keeping God. I cannot have an extra year. And I've said it in the fellowship. You know, you know when you are zealous, you know, and you know you have questions, I cannot have extra year. <laughs> so if I have extra year, it will be a problem. You know, there was after all this, you know, finally you have extra year. So I kept on praying. As I was praying, the Lord told me that he has answered my prayer. I got that feeling. But I refused to, to, to agree to it. Because I was like, I just, I wanted to pray more. So I'm going, after this story, I'm going to summarize. Now, as I was praying, my phone started ringing. I saw the number that was calling me. Prayer secretary, Nifes. She was calling me. She didn't know anything about it. She's in faculty of education. I'm in faculty of law. I picked the call. She said, bro, CJ, I was just in my room. And I was praying. The Holy Spirit told me to tell you that I have answered your prayer. I said, her name is Chica. I said, Chica, are you serious? She said, I said, where are you? She said, she's in her room. I went to her room. And I told her, sister, look at what happened though. But because of this confirmation from you, I know this is over. Hallelujah. I got that course a B. How it happened, I don't know. 
I don't know. So I'm encouraging all young people here. There is nothing like knowing God. There is nothing like having a relationship with Him. With Him, your life is settled. With Him, your future is guaranteed. In the name of Jesus. So if you're here, you don't have a relationship with God. This is an opportunity for you. You cannot pray to someone you don't know about. The Bible says that even the prayer of a sinner is an abomination before God. And you're here, you've not received Jesus in your life as your personal Lord and Savior. This is an opportunity for you. Just lift up your hands wherever you are. You want to have a relationship with Him. His heart is open. He wants to receive you. He wants you to know these things we are talking about. He wants you to have a beautiful future. Just raise up your hand wherever you are. You want to receive Jesus. He's here in our midst. He's here. He's willing to receive you. He's willing to get you into his kingdom and take you out of the kingdom of darkness and bring you to the kingdom of his dear son. He's here. He's here. He's here. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Just open your mouth and begin to thank him for what you've heard. Thank him. I appreciate God. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. We need to pray. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Begin to speak to God. Speak to God. In fact, you can hold somebody. You can hold somebody. We are not just talking about prayers. We're going to do it now. Hold just one person. Just hold one person. And begin to pray for that person. Begin to pray for that person. Begin to pray for him. Begin to pray for her. A lot of things are happening. Christianity is under attack. All over the world is under serious attack. It is only the grace of God that can keep us. It is only the grace of God that can sustain us in a time like this. Father, have your way in our lives. Have your way, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus we pray. Heavenly Father, according to your word, even so let it be unto us to your glory in the name of Jesus. The word of God says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the word of God also says, He that began a good work in you will bring it to an end, and he will perfect it. I know the thoughts I think towards you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope to give you an expected end. I want you to begin to thank God that as he has brought you into the last month of the year, he will take you through it. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. That's what God says. And he's able to make it come to pass. He knows the thoughts he thinks towards you and I, and he will perfect them, and he will bring them to an end. God will not abandon us at the end of November. And so therefore, ask him there, Lord, by your grace and by your word, you who started a good work with me in January, Lord, you will bring me to an end to see the end of the year and beyond. Lord, those areas which you have recounted of your faithfulness into my life, I thank you. And I thank you for areas in which I will still see your mercy, your help. Begin to mention them one by one. Areas that usually make our heart miss a bit. Begin to mention them and tell the Lord, you will perfect the things that concern me, concerning them. This is a time people run helter-skelter. This is a time people look for extra money. This is a time when people look for money by all means. This is a time when people run here and there. Speed is increased. Insecurities increase. Crime builds up. Heart of people fails them. Anxiety runs. A lot of other things. 
tell the Lord, this is my agreement with you. By your word, you have brought me thus far. You will take me to the end of the year. You will take my family to the end of the year. You will take those that pertain to me to the end of the year. Because all that pertain to life and godliness. You have already blessed me with them. And Lord, I receive them of you. I receive the fulfillment of your word. Even that which you have spoken, that you are still my present help. And you are here with me to help me. And you will see me right to the end of it. You have been the God who has been faithful. And to the end, you will yet remain faithful. This is our confidence which we have in you. That as we pray, according to your will, you hear us. Young people, this is the confidence the Lord has in you. That you are strong and the word of God abides in you. And that you overcome the evil one. Tell him my future and my present will not be shortchanged by enemies. I will live to the glory of your name. I will live as a generation of blessing. I will live to fulfill your work in my life. Those who are older, tell the Lord, I will live to declare your works in the land of the living. Accidents, things that cause your joy and life and that are not of God. Things that are sown by the enemy and not of God. I uproot them and they have no place in me. At this time, to the end of the year and beginning, the Lord who has written his word above his own very name says, no word of mine that is sent out returns unto me void. It accomplishes the reason for which I have sent it out. And it prospers in that which I have sent it out. Lord, may it so be with us even this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. The month of December and beyond December to 2017, if Jesus tarries, may we remain already seeing you perfect the things that concern us in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, may we remain experiencing your grace and mercy, your deliverance, your goodness, your trueness in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, may we remain experiencing your health, experiencing your open doors, experiencing, Lord, your blessing in spirit and material areas as we remain walking with you in the name of Jesus Christ. May our light remain shining and may nothing that is a cast of the enemy be upon us in the name of Jesus. Those who have accreditation as individuals, as departments, as a faculty beginning tomorrow over the period of time and those who have had and those who have exams still going on primary, secondary, Lord even tertiary and those who are in youth call camps, those who are traveling, those who are entering university for the first time and Lord whatever it is that is a demand of this period you who have begun a good work in us, you will perfect it in Jesus name, you will take the glory, you will grant us your mercy, your presence and your enablement and uphold us with your victorious right hand. Our testimony shall be that the Lord who saw us from the beginning of the year has taken us straight and beyond in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every knee and every heart and let every mouth pick up strength, pick up courage, pick up grace by you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we leap over our troops because you are the one who enables us. And be that exalted, O God. In Jesus' name we pray.